Batch 97. Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk at uh, 303-548-6877. Soundhawk, welcome to the studio and the gas fireplace that heats it. Happy 2017, Josh. We we already had a 2017 show, just to be clear. Yes. Again, it's going to be a great year. How did we do that? Today is January 5th. We recorded it before, but we released it this Monday, which I believe was the second... Hey, happy 2017. Yeah. Josh. Happy 2017, Mark. Scout. Bowie. All the listeners. How's your 2017 going so far? Everybody in San Francisco that's lighting up. Somebody's going nuts in San Francisco. It's going fine. Yeah. Yeah. Folks are still in town. Got a visit. Talking about moving out here. Looking at where they might go. Your parents are going to move out here? it's, It's not imminent, but it's getting closer, maybe. Imminent. That makes it sound like you're dreading it. Oh, Good, no. Interesting I'm, choice of words. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. You've seen the charmed life that I lead, having on babysitters galore. <laughs> Went out to dinner last night. Come on. I've been out to dinner. And Went out to dinner a week ago last night. Since the Napoleonic era. Ooh, nice poll. <laughs> what? Thanks for this tea. Mm. Yeah, so I'm excited about 2017. I'm the Soundhawk 303548 at Real Natch. Nope, at Natch 9000. That's right. Never say at Real Natch again. Man, every so often we just like to change our brand. Yeah, well, tweaks, I keep thinking maybe, tweaks. maybe we should be Natch 9000. That'd be confusing, though, because if it's, hey, welcome to Natch 9000 episode 97, it's kind of... Well, you get over it. I guess you would. I like to... Yeah, then Natch. you could actually find us on Google. Fuck Google. Fuck Google. You know what? Fuck websites. Websites, if, if you're dying to visit... Oh, no, the website's already down. There's just a splash page there. It's gone. Find us on SoundCloud. Yep. Found, uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> the newsletter. Four things. Twitter, Natch9000. I'll come in again. Inst- what? That's a Monty Python reference. Instagram, at uh, Natch9000. Newsletter. Newsletter. I think that's our link it's on like iTunes crucial. for the podcast website. That's how you get all the, de- all, all the dirt. SoundCloud is also a, a robust page for us. We, we enjoy SoundCloud. I'm loving SoundCloud these days. Just I'm loving feeling it. it. I'm hey. feeling it. <clears throat> Gives you something to work with. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, so we kicking things off with a, a restaurant. Oh, I, that's me. I was wondering why. Yeah, I'll do that. Hey, you oh, put no, this in here. A, Tell oh, me about a it. A sip of tea. I'm excited. Okay, Richard Hell. All right. Go for it, Let's Mr. Verlaine. Hell. Dick Hell. Verlaine. <laughs> I like Verlaine. <clears throat> Can't just call someone Hell. You could try. Rick? Rick? Rick Hell. Rahel. Raquel. You can just call Raquel. me Raquel. 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 Raquel and Verlaine. <laughs> At it again. Sounds like an old vaudevillian act. <laughs> Sounds like another ice skating duo. Mm. Say goodnight, Raquel. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going goodnight, to go Raquel. to the New York Times, the world-renowned paper of record for dining reviews. Is it? <laughs> Restaurant reviews. Well, that's one of them. Pete Wells. He got out his dagger. He did. And he went at the heart of one of our friends and family. (laughs) Someone we we love and admire. A locale. Roy Choi, Daniel Patterson, the reimagining fast food and communities of need. Very controversial restaurant review came out. Fast food for needy neighborhoods. Uh Oh, fast food for needy neighborhoods at local in California. 
I'm going to read just this quote and yep. then say two things. Like a McNugget, Lokal's chicken is an amalgam of chicken bits invisibly bound together. Inside a thin sheath of fried coating, this composite of ground meat is mysteriously bland and almost unimaginably dry. It can be had as a single patty between buns with coleslaw as the fried chicken burg or in a paper cup with barbecue sauce as bite-sized chicken nugs. But the best thing to do with it is pretend it doesn't exist. Oh. A little bit of a... Easy Icarus. Who did... Who, who was the guy? A.A. A. Gill. A.A. A. Gill. It reminded me of A.A. A. Gill. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the, the motivation here because, you know, he's going after a restaurant that's the offspring of a renowned chef. There were but, two but good points. Were, I mean... Yeah, mistake. Easy, brother. Easy, brother. And many people, like David Chang... Why don't you stay on the Upper West some Side? Some people have kicked off some stuff like, uh, this guy's a douche. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. They don't even say his name. In the in the review, which actually wasn't terrible... I mean, he says, like, says the decor nice and the way it integrates with the community he is, like, some unique, of the sauces. As opposed to most fast food restaurants, we just have bulletproof, bulletproof glass up. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, he talks about the, how celebrated these chefs are, I guess. But then, yeah, then to come through. Did he actually give it zero stars? I didn't even see. I didn't know why you put that in there because I can't well, that was Roy Choi. stars. Oh. Well, Roy Choi on Instagram then, which the link is in the doc if you subscribe to the newsletter. Got to get that newsletter. Zero stars. I know many of you want me to respond or snap back with a little screenshot of the review. Uh, snap back at him, but the situation to me is much more than that. I welcome Pete's review. It tells me a lot more about the path. I don't... Ooh. It's bigger than Pete. I don't know Pete, but he is now inextricably linked to local forever. Let's just call it local. Local forever. See what you've done, Pete? Yeah, Pete. He just embraced his enemy. We all know the food is not as bad as he states. Is it perfect? No. But it's not as bad as he writes. Then this, I don't know. And all minorities aren't criminals either. Okay. And all hoods aren't filled with dangerous people either. He's making some leaps there, but I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. But the pen has created a lot of destruction over the course of history and continues to. Ouch. He didn't need to go there, but he did. That's why he's a part of local. I see it as a piece to this whole puzzle. Those I mean, are He didn't need to go there, but he did. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's like, dude. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. He, he, mistake. Just a little tone deaf, right? Yeah. Tone deaf and uh, here, I'm going to look up what David The point Chang of that said. restaurant, I mean, isn't necessary to be culinary vanguard to like give some people some inexpensive, decent, wholesome food, right? Dave Chang at David Chang. What a tweet. What a fucking jerk. You know who I'm talking about. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with uh, yeah. Chang on this one. I am too. Should have known better. Yeah. Well, all right. But you know what? Interesting wrinkle. Isn't that cool? You took, took, took a blow to the heart and said, you can't phase me. And he says, thank I'm you. I'm going to learn from what you I'm just did. I'm going to take some of these criticisms. Put it on my internalize path. them. Put it on my path. It's part of my path now. Speaking of. Yeah. Well, we got, so, you know, I got snubbed last Se- week. Seamless. By you and your, uh, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> what you did to me. So I was trying I've to memorialize had, Carrie Fisher in a very heartfelt way. Uh, you my, chose to interrupt me. My parents which, have been in town. I haven't, I normally... I'm on top of this and I'm, I'm up with my shows, but I haven't heard my shows in a while. So I haven't listened to last week's. So I'm excited to do it though. Cause I think it had some extra spunk. There was a lot of tension last week. Yep. Um, oh, in, I forgot the tequila. I'll bring that next yeah, time. Big surprise. You're going to get the tequila. It'll be gone. It's, you've probably already, who knows what you've done on that blanket. Get out, get over it. Uh, okay. So I just, I was, I was still stewing over that 
uh, episode last week. Uh, and then I was reading about Carrie Fisher raising her daughter, Billy Lord, without gender. Hmm. Yeah, it's a hot, from a HuffPo article. Maybe I do that. Here's something Billy Lord said. Oh. She, she told me to be true and kind and confident in yourself. She raised me not to think of men and women as different. Hmm. She raised me without gender. I think it's, I think, or it's kind of the reason she named me Billy. It's not about being a strong woman. It's about being a strong person. Mm. She once told me, I never sat you down with a credo. It was more about leading by example. Yeah, well, that's good. I like that. Yeah, we lost an important person is my point. Maybe well, now you understand that. I understand it. You flip bastard. Hey, all God's children. <clears throat> Freedom. You got to give for what you take. Let's see. Here you go. Trying to drag George Michael back in, which is fine. We can mourn him too, but let's do it appropriately, all right? With a little bit of respect, smart brush. So there's a, as you, as you kind of hinted, there's been some renewed interest in some of our past episodes. Cowboys and angels. I'm looking at the stats on, uh, on the SoundCloud. Okay. And I'm just going through, and then it, I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to look. What's going on in San Francisco? Shout out, San Fran. I don't even know what's going on, but I just decided I want to kind of like look through our back catalog. I'm just scrolling down, and for some reason, episode 37 called out to me. Really? I forget the name of it. It's like something about Thanksgiving dinner, GMO Thanksgiving salmon. Thanksgiving GMO salmon? Maybe that's it. Got a picture of Rilke with, a, with, Rilke. A, with his funky mustache. Oh, that's a great show. So I'm getting ready to take a shower last night before, you know, so I'm nice and clean before I go out to dinner. Not a bath? My kids are at grandma's. No, no. Didn't have enough time for a bath, so I just pressed play. Good old episode 37. Take the portable Bluetooth speaker into the bathroom with me. You were in the bathroom with me <laughs> as I was showering. How's that? I did a live reenactment of episode 37 for you. Yeah. Hand me the soap, Mark. Uh, so it was a, it's a classic episode. Really? It's you good? You gotta go back and it listen to it. holds up? So I'm it, always so afraid to listen to old episodes. Oh, it's one of the best. It's just cringeworthy. No, this one's amazing. It opens with my boy Andy Nieb, who is That's a great. German speaker, reading a Rilke poem. That yeah. It's one that... In German. And actually, it's another uh, sterling example of you being a flip bastard. <laughs> he, he reads the poem in German. I think I put a little music over it or something. And then I read the poem in English, and then we kind of discuss it, and you're sort of making fun of it. <laughs> and then, out of the frickin' blue, my phone rings. It's Andy calling. He didn't know I was recording. Oh, my, was that the first time we live yeah, I just dumped held somebody the, on the show without I just them held knowing? The, I held the phone up to the mic, and Andy talked for a while, and then you learned uh, in speaking to Andy that this poem actually means a great deal to him, and he reads it every Thanksgiving, and then you start that. feeling bad, and I then I started bad. feeling pretty energized by that. I came. <laughs> so that was pretty exciting. Corey, look at you. Come so, in the back catalog. But then more happens, Mark. Oh, we're not done. Then I get into my, you know, my whole podcast of the future the real future thing. It's all about the screenless interface and that I know, uh, you know, voice recognition tech technology, Her, earbuds. Yeah. yeah. And voice being the primary, uh, well then you should have an Alexa. We got interface. an echo dot. We got Alexa in I my kid's room. In my, do you know what you got it in your kid's room? Do you know yeah. that thing is just recording all the time? The government's listening to your kids play patty cake, man. Like I give a shit. But what's amazing about that passage is this is this, this was recorded, you know, a year and a month ago or something. I think I was still deep in the UX game and I blow your fucking mind man. <laughs> with some of my turn my terminology. I tell you about voice recognition. I talk about taptic engines. Yeah, in the you Apple did. Watch. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I talk about tuning grammars, which is an essential component of uh, voice recognition software. You have to what constantly it? tuning your grammars means you're going through and listening and seeing which part of your automated voice activated system is like hanging mm. up and can't understand mm. people. And so you need to add iterating on a better, more predictive, more accurate. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. And then we talk a lot about the screenless interface and the screen rescinding further and further into the background. You stand by in this, don't you? In terms of daily computing, 
That's, that's, that's the podcast like. fits into this, man. And we talk a lot about the movie this Her. This insider network we've built, whether mm-hmm. we're talking about food on Natch, sports on In the Face, books on Book Buddies. <laughs> it's, all, it's all inside. It's, the insights are astounding. It's the inside track. And they hold up. You know why they hold up? Because when you're a thought leader or a product management visionary. This is what happens. You're just spewing gold. You don't, you don't latch on to ideas that don't last. They no, don't, don't stick. That's a fad. Yeah. You're on the you're in the zeitgeist. That's exactly right. And then you know what happens. So you get all excited about that. Okay. You get really worked up, and you're very impressed with me, <laughs> and that's fun. And then, of course, like not to be outdone, then you know you need to toot your own horn a bit. So you take us on another iteration of the brush journey because <laughs> oh you're like, oh god, no, now it's clicking for me. <laughs> I see it now. Dot com bubble. I'm there. Natural food exploding. I'm there. Yeah. But then I get bored, and now look where I am. Podcasts. It's the future. The brush journey. And then he makes it funny. Like, who knows where I'll be next? Like, well, good. I'm glad you're committed to this podcast. Can that that be our new tagline? Join us on the brush journey? No. (laughs) Good. Uh, So, hey, I just encourage all of you to check back on episode 37. It's a classic. We should have a segment where we, like, revisit an old episode. Let's have a segment where we revisit an old episode, and then the segment becomes so long it becomes a (laughs) spinoff podcast. Revisiting yeah. episode 37. A, thir- a fourth. Oh, man. Thanks for listening, everybody, to all three of our shows now. We really appreciate it. It's like um, we, we got some momentum going where we're doing like three every week. And I, <coughs> I like that because the problem is like listeners, you train them. They, they just, like I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that they're instinctively like, oh, yeah, now there's this, like three shows a week and they're shorter and I should, oh, okay. I'm worried. This one's not any shorter. By the way, <laughs> we seem to have filled the. That space. was one of the goals, but didn't happen yet. What's going to happen when we? That'll be fine. Yeah, if we don't have it in the face it. some week, it'll be fine. All right, moving on. So I got a hat tip right now to professional skateboarder Alex Olson. Every time I check this Instagram account, you followed some new skater. Alex Olson we gotta, is. We got to broaden. No, Alex Olson's the man. All right. Close friend of uh, our, our dearly departed Dylan Reader, mm. also a fashion icon. He has his own uh, brand. Like a clothing line. Jason Jesse. Jason Jesse is amazing too. Um, they're all amazing. Watch some of the videos. He is he is a, an enigma. He used to be puzzled over for There's generations. There's Alex Olson, Ed Templeton, Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson is amazing. Okay. I'm following the good ones. All I'm right. I'm sure you I'm not are. Willy nilly following skaters, man. Yeah. Well. All right. I'm just telling you, Alex Olson. I think what's his? Uh, he's got a, a clothing line. I think it's called Bianca Shandone or something like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, let me look that up because that doesn't sound right. It's Bianca something. Alex Olson? Uh-huh. With an O or an E? It's O-L-S-O-N. His father is named Steve Olson. Steve Olson is Bianca like, Shandone. Yeah. Chandon. Shandone. Yeah. Oh, look, the lover t-shirt. What the hell? What's going on here? It's a big deal. All right. Sold and, out. You can't get the lover t-shirt. That's right, dude. I told you. It's a big deal. And his dad, his father is Steve Olson, who is also a pro skater from like back in the 70s and 80s like a pool skater his dad's Ooh. his dad's a beast and I alex olsen is a beast too skater. yeah you know <laughs> bianca shandon how did he come up with that that's such a great i don't know and you know what since we're always kind of working on your your uh, education yes maybe i'll send you a good there's some amazing alex olsen video parts he is oh please an incredible skateboarder like okay shit. What, what did he he posted this hilarious picture with this really bad Photoshop job, I don't. Mm. I, he didn't create this, but it's Morgan Freeman in a beekeeper's outfit, 
says, Morgan Freeman is really concerned about our loss of bees, so he converted his 124-acre Mississippi ranch into a bee refuge. He hired a gardener, planted hundreds of flowering trees, filled many acres with clover, bought 26 hives, and turned himself into a beekeeper. And Alex Olson on this writes, the Photoshop skills aren't the best, but he is. Here, here, Alex Olson. We got another food-wise skater here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how dialed in he is on food, but he knows about bees. Tell you what. You know who's going to love that is Fumble Bumble. That's right, Daniel. Hope you're listening. Check out Alex Olson. Um, so I, I How do like we know that. that's not fake news? I meant, actually, I did mean to kind of do some research, and mm-hmm. then I, I got caught up in other things that I was throwing into the doc, so. Yeah, why bother? Hey. All right. I got one for you. Lay it on me. Dr. Bronner album to be released. Yes, mm. the soap guy. Dr. Emmanuel Bronner. Is there anyone we love more than Bronner? Just uh, in- Jason, Jesse, and Alex Olson. In corporate, no, in Corporate Food America? Oh, no. In food? Corporate food? In corporate, corporate America, period. In corporate. In America. In anybody that makes money off selling stuff. Yeah, it's anyway. all about the Bronners, dude. Dr. Emmanuel Bronner is best known for his line of natural soaps. I think soaps. it's Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That was a... Uh, Softcore porn movie from the. Uh, well, that's kind of that's funny that we both knew that. I thought if I, <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking of a when I said that. Seminal work. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I would plan trips to spend the night at my friend's because he had cable. Cinemax. So we would look through the. Well, yeah, he had cable. We'd look through the TV guide, and I'd look because there was a little guide back in the day. It would if you turn to the back of the TV guide, there was an index of all the movies that were listed. Emmanuel. And it would give you like a little synopsis, and then in parentheses, it would have. After the rating, it would have like the things it was rated R for. So it'd be like L for language, N for nudity. You were looking for N's. AS for adult situations. I was looking for N and AS. 1974 pornographic film. God, but it was so innocent. Yeah. Those, those mo- Here's a trailer. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Let's pause the show. Hey, that's a fancy boat. Bear with us. Yep, I remember this. Yeah? Were you flipping your water bottle watching this, or were you flipping something else? I didn't have this in my room. <laughs> Look at how hot this is, that guy in the boat. <laughs> this is so... <laughs> well, because the there's like... Ladies with fans. There's mood. This it's is not... more of like a film than a porn movie, right? There's like a plot, like a real plot. Yeah. Oh, it's French. French. I can't... Oh, yeah. Oh, this is Emmanuel 2. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, it just got a little randy. There's some sort of steam room. Un film de Francis Jacobetti. That's not real. Oh. She looks drowsy. Yeah, but there was a fan blowing her skirt up. Look at him. It's so hot. It's too hot for them okay. to even fondle. It's too hot for this podcast. All right. Glad we went there. Emmanuel. All back, right, anyway. Back to Brunner. That's spelled differently. Dr. Emmanuel Bronner is best known for his line of natural soaps, but Bronner, who died in 1997, was also a philosopher. Really? No surprise there. Come on, pitchfork. It's a pitchfork story. And on January 25, a new spoken word album of his personal musings will be released. This is almost like a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what you're thinking, aren't you? Mm-hmm. The 16-track LP, Sisters and Brothers, features newly unearthed and remastered home recordings from between 1970 and 1995. It will be available on Bandcamp. That's kind of badass. I like Bandcamp. Yeah, good for them. It's not like they're doing a big CD release through Sam Goody's. Well, no, this is smart. A thousand copies pressed to vinyl. A thousand copies on vinyl. All album proceeds will go to the nonprofit jail 
guitar doors. Oh yeah, I founded know about this in one. part by MC5's Wayne Kramer. Yeah, worlds collide. You know Good where buddies. he? You know where he talks about that a lot? On Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, who does? Wayne Kramer. He was on Mark Maron? Fuck yeah, it's a good episode, man. Is it deep in the vault? I can't get it. You might have to pay, cheapskate. Yeah. Can I get Legs McNeil still? Possibly. That was only like oh, a couple months ago. Uh, all to the nonprofit Jail Guitar Doors, which provides prison inmates with instruments and music education. <laughs> While we're here, though, be sure to check out Book Buddies. That's why I That comes it. out every Wednesday. It's in this feed. It's a Natch It's our production. show. We're reading Please Kill Me. Insanely uh, good book. Uncensored oral history of punk and Wayne Kramer's all over it with his MC5s. Yep. Look at that. I love it. Wayne Kramer's been to jail. What so. a great... They just make such good decisions. They do. They're the best. They're the best. Bandcamp, that's the best. I will... I will... Speaking of good decisions, Listen to that album. Though, I don't know if I'll buy it, but I will listen to it. I will listen to the shit. I would buy the vinyl, and that's the thing. Like, don't sell CDs. CDs are litter. Mm. What's, what's the best case scenario? You buy a CD, you bring it home, you rip it. If you still have some sort of external drive you can plug into your computer, and then what? It's trash. Then you put on vinyl a manual. Vinyl means something. You lay back, put on a manual. Turn the lights, dim the lights, dim the lights and fap away. But while we're talking about, (laughs) I know what you do. You go grab your coconut oil. I think you (laughs) listen to in the face too. Cause Mark's getting in coconut oil as well. In my coffee. Is that what you call it? So speaking of good decisions though, I think crazy Fox needs to pick up Emmanuel's scepter and do his own spoken word gig, man. Not Emmanuel, the porn star. I don't know. His, 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 what is it? His grandfather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick, no, up, it's, that, pick well, up that scepter. Well, here, give us on. a call. Let's produce something, bro. Well, there's that. Well, let's just say that out loud. We've I been hiding did. that for a while. But here, it says here, in addition, Dr. Okay, on the day of the record's release, the brand, Dr. Bronner's, will host a listening party at San Diego's Music Box. Kramer, the B side players, Jill Soloway? Sobule? Oh, yeah. I kissed a girl. Remember that song? Iron Sage Wood and Raphael. <laughs> yeah. I knew that one would get you. Scheduled to perform at the event. In addition, his grandsons, David and Michael, will give speeches. All right. Well, David, we're ready for you. Yeah. Well, David, you, we have a podcast idea for you. We do. We, it's pretty well developed. It is. It could happen pretty quickly and easily and would be a shit ton of fun. And would be an excellent companion to everything that you do. Everything this that's important to you, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. But hey, more important than that. We're here for very you. Very meaningful. Just very say powerful. Hi. Very evocative. Natch 9000. Provocative. Natch, Provoke. Nat, Evoke. Nat, can you tell them how to get a hold of us? Natch 9000 at gmail.com. Thank you. You want to try to spell that and put the numbers on it like you did last week? What? N-A-T-C-H 9000 at gmail.com. Good job. That's G-M-A-I-L. Dot, that's just a period, and then com at C-O-M. Strange fruit. Strange fruit. So I read this in uh, on CNN's website, it looks like. <laughs> Great, good. <laughs> now listen to this, though. Pop singer Rebecca Ferguson mm. says she has been invited to perform at Donald Trump's inauguration. God, he's inviting everybody he can find. The former UK X Factor runner-up said, ah. she, said she would only accept the invitation on the condition that she could perform Strange Fruit. Badass. A song protesting racism in 1930s America, made famous by Billie Holiday. So Dang. here you go, dude. This, That's a badass move. This is proof that the punk spirit does not die. Mm. That is about as punk as it gets. UK X Factor. Well, I don't give a shit where she came from. Whoa. I made a That's good point. That's pretty badass. The president-elect of the United States says, will you sing at my party? And you're like, well. It's just such a lack of respect. Deservedly. Yeah. 
But like, uh, yeah, I'll do it if I can sing this song if in I your can fucking sing a face. Protest song, yeah. yeah, love it. The yeah. lyrics, written in the 1930s by Jewish communist Abel Mir- Miropol, were composed as a protest poem to highlight endemic racism in America's southern states. The song's opening lyrics deal with a lynching. Well, lynching in general. Which was, oh, sorry, with lynching, which was still happening in parts of the country at the time. So here's, here's the opening lyrics. I know these. You know why? Because you're from the South? Uh, no, I'll, uh, you, you, I love it. Dude, there's some musical education coming. Go ahead. Southern trees bear strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Damn. Now, have you heard this song performed by Nina Simone? I have not. I have the... Uh, Amazing. Have you heard it sampled off the Nina Simone recording (laughs) on the Kanye West record, Yeezus? I have not. I don't know. Highly controversial song, Blood on the Leaves, where Uh he samples some of those lyrics, but the song is more about just like him and ladies, I think. It's kind of disrespectful. That's why I got attention. It's a great song, though. Well, you couldn't wait to just drop that tiny bit of knowledge on me. I mean, I could tell you were all excited. It's like, oh, all these quotes and the show title and let's do this. I'm like, oh, man, this is old hat for me. The Nina Nina Simone version is quite... I picked the Billie Holiday version just because she's the one who made it famous. It's quite chilling coming from her lips, too, man. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just... Keep hey, bringing, which one keep... of us has watched half of the Nina Simone documentary on Netflix? Oh, I've seen the whole thing. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I've watched half of it. Second half sad. I, I just got tired. Not because it, it was It gets boring. sad in the second half. She's dead, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. No, I don't think... Wait a minute. I just thought I heard your kid. That was a cat. I don't think she is dead. I think no, she's dead. She's dead. She died in France, sort of <clears throat> adrift. And, yeah. You need to watch the second half. Okay. Listen to this, though. Other things happening at Trump's uh, inauguration. This I, this I heard on the classic rock radio station. Washington, D.C. weed advocate group, D.C. Cannabis Coalition, that's DCMJ. Oh, this is right up Bronner's Alley. Plans to pass out 4,200 free joints near the scene of the, president's, of the new president's inauguration speech with the directive to light up four minutes in. Mm. Booyah. Subversion. Why don't they light up four minutes and 20 seconds in? Well, oh, God. Excellent. Maybe that's the precise time. Whoa. What it'll, are you t- it'll take... <laughs> they will... I'm, I'm just going to give you a little taste of not this. Why? Let's just listen to the Billie Holiday version. I got it queued well, up. Because right? I want... I'm just going to give you 10 seconds of this, then we'll get... You got the whole song for us? Yeah. Is that our interlude? Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. It's wonderful. Barren, strange fruit. She's got a... Hell of a voice, man. Hold on, because I'm like... Here, this is what you need to hit here. Strange fruit hanging. Hold on. From the poplar trees. Okay. You wait. Just be patient. Blood on the I just need to clear my mind now. It's been oh, you're playing the Kanye summertime. version? Freaks. Now I'm holding down the summer now. Freaks. And all I want is what I can't buy now. Blood well done. Right it was a rather. I ain't got the money on me right now. Okay. Oh wait. Wait till it drops. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a rather inappropriate juxtaposition to me. Uh, but yeah, let's listen to Billie Holiday now. Sing 
strange. And when we come back, food news. Eventually. Eventually, eventually. Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south. The bulging eyes. And the twisted mouth Scent of magnolia Sweet and fresh Then the sudden smell Of burning flesh Here is a fruit For the crows to pluck For the rain together For the wind to suck For the sun to rock For the tree to Drop. Here is a strange and bitter Did did you read about how she had to like leave her record label? Just to release that one song, it was too risky for them, but it ended up being one of her best sellers. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that is like a pretty heavy song. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, protest songs you could wave in Donald Trump's face, I suppose, given the opportunity. But that one is so poetic and it's so tough. potent. Well, that's, that's why I'm a little, it's, it's, very- I, it's the, the, the idea of Cheeto and Chief standing there watching someone sing that song to him like how to like he's just so distant from the strife yeah can you imagine him which is why i feel a little weird as well this isn't our fight to fight i get that it's everybody's problem it's a very charged time well the the issue of safety as a black american well i mean we're humans aren't we I get it. I'm just, you know, I'm like, somebody, hey man. Hey, I'm not saying I can empathize. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying I'm thinking about it. It's on my mind. It's a charged topic. Is it better just to not think about it, to avoid it? Is that your strategy? It's almost, it's just, no. You want to just hide? I say talk about it. I say go for it. But you just said not to. You well, said it just it was makes odd you that feel we like, chose well, to. Ooh, because the, the world is so. Because it's too so, fucking real, huh? The world's so tense around this stuff. Ooh. Don't oh, talk and somebody's going to get mad. Oh, well, I don't know. You just I'm bring just, it out. I'm just sharing my thoughts. 
It's my truths. Keeping it real. Tell me your truths. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> what are your truths? <laughs> I have many truths. I'm just telling you. You're like, just saying it's a powerful I'm telling you song. I read this article and I was like. That's amazing. That's a fucking it's a good truth. crazy statement for an artist to make. I admire that. That's good truth. And then I listen to this song. You're right. Like, I'm just making the leap to like empathizing and we're trying to. I'm not trying to say like, I know what it feels. No. Black hell, Lives no. Matter. Right. Like I don't, I can't comprehend oh, a lot man. of this. No. And it blows my mind that a lot it's of this stuff sad. exists and happened in the past. Think and that we're still that dealing with it. The song is just worming its way through culture. Yeah. Billie Holiday, Nina Simone, Kanye West. Kanye West. Um, I just need to clear my mind now. Hey, but. Uh, Something about bitches and it's not appropriate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I'm intrigued by the notion of Donald Trump reacting to that, to a performance like that in in real time on television. Happen. It's not going to happen. Can you imagine seeing that on weed though, too? You know, from, I don't know. I might get more paranoid. Eight thousand feet away. Ooh. Yeah. This isn't right. What's going to happen now? Is someone going to shoot her? Okay. Think Jeez. about it. Okay. Hey. That's, that's your, why I'm that's saying your you're 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 tiptoeing into it dangerous pond well i'm not just gonna ignore it man she good don't ignore it she should sing it that's a ballsy move yeah i, mean, I can't imagine they I would ever accept get, it i doubt she'll get clearance food news eventually hey it's that seems time. so trivial i'm pointing to you you have the first oh, story I thought you're gonna throw some weird cue at me oh we don't have the we are what i don't think we did a we are watching oh wait oh, well. i can do a oh. Okay, thanks. Even though that wasn't a big idea. That's the, only, that's the only audio cue that came from this thing. Oh. But I think I did learn how to play the in-the-face horn. Let's box. hear that real quick. Yeah, off mic. Wait, how did it go? I don't know. Eh, it was uh, a minute ago that I figured it out. <laughs> no, that's I, not... It's close. Two stories, and our food news eventually... not it either the wrong eating habits can hurt your brain not just your waistline that's right man alan you and pr a diet high in saturated fats and sugars so-called western diet actually affects the parts of the brain that are important to memory and make people more likely to crave the unhealthful food fascinating says, says psychologist terry davidson director <clears throat> of the center for behavioral neuroscience at american university in washington dc it's all about the hippocampus dude the hippocampus turning the us hip- all into hippopotamuses oh. uh Hippopotami. That sounds like a subhead. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer article. Like, if being obese screws up all these other systems in your body, would it make sense that it impacts your brain? But then there were some specifics. That yes, were there were, Especially Mark. interesting. See, I, knew I, I threw the story at you because I knew I could count on you to dig down to the marrow and find the meat. That's what I do. I got three here. Research from the Cambridge Center for Aging and Neuroscience published in July found that obese people have less white matter in their brains than their lean peers, as if their brains were 10 years older. Ouch. There's just less matter. You got less brain. If you're obese, says Lucy Cheek. Check. Check out. A psychologist at the University of Cambridge, you might just be 10 to 15 to 20% more likely to not quite remember where you put your keys. That can be a pain in the ass. Stupid. <clears throat> oh, there were some other ones in here. This is, I put the wrong one in here. Oh, anyway. Hey, here's a tip. Here's a tip. Here's a quick fix. A tip from Czech. She says, not watching TV while you eat is one of the small, easy changes that people can make that don't involve a lot of self-control and that don't involve a lot of sacrifices, but that can still make a significant difference into how much you're eating. Smart. Not a lot of sacrifices? Clearly, she's not binge-watching 
Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. That was, the whole point of that was, what were you going to pick? I, don't, I didn't have something in mind. Huh, I'm glad I came up with an actual show. Yeah, you binge-watching Frasier. watching Frasier every eating night. Eating Haagen-Dazs. I bet you're no. in your underpants eating Haagen-Dazs, flipping water bottles. Nude. Watching Frasier. Nude is when Emmanuel comes on. You've got a That's, super rare VHS Netflix? tape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> super rare. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's It seems to, you can't... Yeah. Various systems in your brain kind of underperform, and then you can't synthesize them and put them together well if you're overweight. Well, there's another thing in this article, if I Inflammation, recall, hippocampus. They had uh, <clears throat> some lab rats. Don't zone out watching TV or you'll eat more than you should. You'll just keep feeding. <laughs> but the, it was the lab rats, right? The ones that were eating junk food were like forgetting that they just ate and going back and eating they, more. They, so they go grab that. some, eat a little bit, and just drop it. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Huh? And then go get more. And then they uh-huh. go they go watch uh, Frasier. They go watch Frasier. Uh, is that it? Done on that one? Yeah, I'm done. That's all the insight you could wring out of that? Yeah. Well, uh, there was one. Uh, yeah. You want me to look to see if they're like... Yeah, no, I'm done. Okay. Uh, nature is not good to human beings. The mm. chairman of the world's biggest food company makes the case for a new kind of diet. It's from our boy Chase Purdy. Chase is great. He's got a Purdy mouth. Chase is coming... We got Chase Purdy... We got Sarah Zhang, Tamar Haspel. Haspel. We got some go-tos. Did you know Tamar Haspel? I, I, I was sort of looking at her blog. It's probably Tamar. I think Tamar is involved in some way in oyster farming. Yeah, or, she did say something about like thousands of oysters. Yeah, I clicked on that link and it looked like it was her and maybe her husband or something. She like, lives up in oyster country. Fascinating. Tamar. We, you know what we're going to we do should, eventually we on a show? chuck oysters together. We're going to get some of these heavy hitters on the phone at some point. I've been thinking about that lately. Maybe it's time to start, you know, we have so many guests. segments. Why not do, not full episode guests, if, if they don't need to be a full episode guest, but why not do little segments? Yeah. Little three questions with Tamar Haspel. Yeah. Tamar. Yeah. Or right. it could just be like, hey, this is a big old juicy article. We just talked about it. What do you think? <gasps> Tamar's corner. Tamar's take. Or maybe, you know, maybe once in a while, yeah, we, we decide we're going to discuss an article. We bring the author in. Mm. Part of the chat. Mmm. I mean, we got this. We got the skills. We got the equipment. We know Skype. So this is coming from Quartz. <clears throat> Peter Brabeck Lamat, the outgoing chairman of the world's large, the world's large, shouldn't it be largest food company? No chase. We're watching. Has staked his flag, casting Nestle with its 88.8 billion in annual revenue, Shh. not as the purveyor of natural foods or conveniently available snacks, but as the vessel, Mark. To oh. deliver a new scientifically engineered Garden of Eden. Oh, okay. Now, I didn't know what this was about. I got some thoughts here. Nestle, of course, has been fortifying food since founder Henry Nestle began selling an iron-enriched infant cereal <coughs> called Farine Lacté, which I believe Henri. by here it's called Farina. Henri Nestle. Henri. So that was back in 1867. In steering the company in this direction, Brabec Lamat has forged into new territory, carving out a, quote, nutrition, health, and wellness industry. Mm. Now, Mark, mm. that's part of the reason I wanted to discuss this. This, mm. is, this is your bread and butter, buddy. Yeah. Um, oh, I know quite a bit about Nestle Health Sciences, which was, they set it up, and then how they, they were funding it quite well. Their R&D department is right. dwarfs. R&D, done by other food companies, right. tell you what. And they've been investing in a bunch of pharmaceutical companies, yep. I believe, too. Personalized medicine. 
Uh-huh. Personalized nutrition. Mm-hmm. Food as medicine. It's unexpected, right? Everybody thinks food as medicine means just, oh, eat this healthy stuff over here. They're going a different way. Well, listen to this. This is something that's in your wheelhouse. Uh, what isn't? Um, in Brebeck Lamat's future, people will, under, will undergo health testing during yep. varying stages of life to learn more about the genetic material of the microbes, the bacteria, fungi, protozoa, and viruses living inside their bodies. Each time, the test would analyze genetics, caloric levels, predisposed illnesses, and more. Such, such information would allow Nestle to create products that essentially act as medicine uh, uh, to alleviate known health issues. Did Mark, I just... I, <laughs> you were talking about this a few episodes ago. And how I think the, I was talking about it two minutes ago. No, but remember the... For- I just said that. But remember the former... Uh, I haven't read this article. Who's the dude who's like the former... He was in a punk band. Neil Grimmer at yeah. Habit. <clears throat> this is what he's been trying to do, right? Per- the, so to a, to maybe I just needed to explain what personalized nutrition means is basically that. Mm-hmm. You test some stuff, you tailor a diet accordingly. I need to get closer to the mic today. Yeah. But we're reading about Neil Grimmer and you're telling me. Nestle's coming with it. You're telling me you've been digging into this and that's like the science is sort of not quite to a place where it's it's going to be packaged and marketed easily, right? The people aren't ready for what Well, that's what's interesting to me about Nestle doing it is I think they're really at that primary research level trying to really figure it out. They're not like packaging a solution and selling it yet. They're not trying to do that. They're not jumping the gun. They don't need to. They got 88.8 billion in revenue. (laughs) Yep. Right. Selling sugar and water, bottled water. Nestle isn't looking to enter the prescription drug business, but through these partnerships and acquisitions, we've talked about they're acquiring some. They bought Pam Lab at one point, I recall. It plans to apply its new scientific knowledge to food products, something that could one day include a frozen pizza that's healthy and prevents Alzheimer's disease. (sighs) Imagine. Cook me that up in an instant now. Yeah, you might not. It's going to be a tough sell for you. That shit runs in my family, brother. My grandmother has Alzheimer's disease. I'll eat that pizza. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you will. It's going to be no different than a doctor saying, take this pill. It's going to be, take this pizza. And you'd be like, hmm. Well, if there's, are there side of, effects to this pizza? Well, there's, there's Dizzy active. spells? Blood <laughs> in my stool? Anything like that? Yeah. All, all of the above. Um, so, obviously, this, this kind of runs against, uh, you know, Michael Pollan's prescription for healthy eating, which is eat food, not too much, most of it plants, right? Very basic, back to nature kind of thing. But, and I didn't, I didn't actually pull the quote from the article, but I think he mentions kind of a misconception about his vision and that people think that nature is like almost designed to benefit humans. He says, no, that's not the case at all. Nature is harsh. Nature would kill humans. The only reason humans are thriving is because they're smart enough to outfox nature. So that's kind of interesting, right? Wait, so who's saying that? Pollen or... Pollen, I believe. What is, is, so is Brebeck Lemath, if he says nature is not good to human beings? Is that the headline? Nature is not good to human beings. Same thing? I think. Maybe we should open the article and check. It's a huge article. Oh, Elephant oh good. I picked the right one. That's fine. Um, anyway, but this quote, I think, is from Michael Pollan. He says, there's a, uh, there's a wonderful audacity in this. And mm. yeah, I hope they are right, Pollan says. Mm. I hope Nestle can figure, out these, can figure these questions out, but people have been working on them for a long time. Yes, they have. I'm still probably too soon. May, ne- may always be too soon. You never know. You're saying that we're never going to be ready. What is this last quote? Oh, my. Well, I'll read that to you. Hold on. Let me just scan down here just a tiny bit. Oh, I'm excited for that. Uh, I want to make, sh- make sure we get this pollen thing correct. That's all. No, that sounds right. No, that he said that nature is bired for people. Well, why would, they, why would Chase Purdy take a pollen quote and Maybe put it in the headline the of the article? Thing. 
unless Nestle believed it too. Oh boy. Um. So. Yeah, this. I mean, I do still miss George Michael. I haven't revisited that album yet. I've been too deep into Steely Dan. Oh yeah, how's that going? Good. Uh, so wait. I'm not waiting anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. That quote is. See, this is confusing. Okay. In the meantime, Pollock's going to. Okay. No, that that is from an interview with. Brabec Lelamat. Good for look at. So per- he's the one who says, "Listen to this. That's that's wrong. Nature is not good to human beings. Nature would kill human beings. The reason why Homo sapiens have become what we are is because we learn to overcome nature. You see, what makes us different from animals." From the animals, why we were able to develop afterwards intelligently was we learned how to cook. That is something that is completely underestimated. So, sorry. Not Michael Pollan that said that. Huh. But they may be out. Who knows? But Who then knows? that other thing that I said that he said, he did say that thing. <laughs> and listen to something that this other guy said. I will, but since I can see who this last quote is from and another heavy hitter, look at Chase. He's getting some big interviews in this one. I should have read this article. Yeah. I mean, he got the the... The top guy at Nestle, Pollen. He sat down at the St. Regis Hotel with the top guy. Ooh, he got just access. That's not a phone interview. Come on, Chase. Good access. It really is about, do you think shitty food boosted by nutrients is better for you than real food, says Mark Bittman, Mm, author and former food columnist for the New York Times and (laughs) podcaster at Get Bit, a Natch Studio production. How's that for a plug? All true. Quote, uh, there's not going to be proof on one side or the other, but you can say follow the money. He's a businessman. So Bittman thinks it's just like another way to get rich, I think. Mm. So you can, if you can or somehow, another way for a big, bad food company to pivot. Yeah, and just lace medicine into food. Yeah, but probably not. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, though. Yeah, they're saying it's not prescription drugs, so maybe it would be like the pizza that helps you. Well, so The, the, the pizza that prevents Alzheimer's, is it because there's some sort of like prescription drug in it no it's probably more like maybe there's a nutritional combination of minerals and crap that'll make your brain less spongy basically i'm gonna give you three approaches in the current landscape one would be the hit me inside the low the low hanging fruit which would be yeah if you eat a healthy mix of these nutrients naturally found in various foods Mm -hmm. it's better for you than not if you're predisposed to Alzheimer's two would be, or you could hear, he could eat these foods where we've added some specific ingredients, probably mm. like food ingredients though. Yeah. Flax. That's really good because it lubes this up. And then, so that's like a functional food. That's the medical food. You've got to get it under a doctor's prescription. It's supervised by a doctor. And not a holistic. It may, it could doctor. even have active pharmaceutical ingredients in it at some point. Hmm. All three, the world is your oyster. You're also got to remember that you're getting trace amounts of probably every pharmaceutical under the sun through your water supply. Well, especially if you lick water out of the toilet. Is that your game? Not my game. Well, you said it. So, uh, Natch episode 97 comes to a conclusion in fine form. With Josh drinking toilet water. And you got to remember to text that sound hawk. Anytime. What's that number, sound hawk? Bloop. Okay. You don't know your phone number? 303-548-6877. And why do you text the sound hawk? You can text him with your thoughts, your no, aspirations, don't. your dreams of photo, but we should really text him with is your email address so you can get on that newsletter. Okay, that's, that's okay, yep. 
You know, actually, speaking of that, I, I was listening. I listen to 104.3 The Fan when I'm driving. That's, that's, how I, that's how you remain an NFL insider. You got to, speaking of lubricant, you got to keep the brain lubricated with the X's and the O's, brother. And uh, Big Alan DMAC, The Drive, that's the afternoon show that I yep. most enjoy. They opened up a text line now. They were really pushing it hard on the show. Like, Really? Yeah, like put it in your contacts as like your best friend because you can text us <clears> anything. <throat> huh. And it was like this is brand new technology for them. So Big Alan DMAC on air, like talking about all the, the texts they're all, all of a sudden getting. And it turns out they can get photos too. So then they're talking about like the photos they get. Yeah. Then their producer, Big Sexy, comes on to remind people that anything you text us becomes our property so we can use it however we want. So keep that in mind before you text us something. I mean, they didn't say it in so many words, but I think they're saying if you send us your little wiener, Brett Favre style, you might end up seeing it on a Favre? banner. Jesus. Fervor? Favre? You bet Brett Fervor. Yeah, Favre. I don't know. I get Favre. I would be getting a mix of personal texts and show texts. How would I know what's... And you'd probably be get, you're probably going to get a lot of Emmanuel gifts in the wake of today's episode, right? Fingers crossed. All right. So you text that sound talk. You head Just over keep, to Natch 9000. Natch 9000. Everywhere. That's what it is. Tell Twitter, Instagram, the, the SoundCloud. Come back next week. Listen to the show. Tell a friend. That's it. You're supposed to whisper in your lover's ear. You can tell a friend if you want, but first and foremost... Good, 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 good